day, everybody. Welcome to Hotel Stories Podcast, Tales from TripAdvisor with Tracy and Sam. We're here today to talk to you about Monterey, California, and we have a lot to tell you, a lot to go over, a lot to unpack. Okay, so I picked Monterey. Are you watching Big Little Lies? No. Okay. I feel like good if you're telling me to, though. Yeah. Okay. So don't take my word for it, but Meryl Streep's in it. Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon. Um, well, that's like the, that's like the gay mafia. So of course I'm going to watch it. Yes. It's so. I mean, is Joan Crawford in it too? And Betty uh, Davis. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Well, I mean, she gets an honorable mention. She does. Uh, yeah. Oh, and um, Zoe Kravitz. Oh, I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. I remember when she was born. Um, I was obsessed with her parents. But um, so it's all about this, like, it's all set in Monterey. And it's this hoity-toity neighborhood and just a lot of, you know, bratty kids and crazy parents and all that. Um, so I was like, well, what is going on in Monterey since that's the location that they picked? So I thought it would be fun to look at TripAdvisor reviews and see who's going there and what's going down. Well, I can tell you that just reading TripAdvisor reviews from some of these hotels, there are a lot of people who travel there who have trouble with spelling, but that's a whole different show. That's a different show. I feel like this is such a moneyed area um, mixed with, which I was surprised there's, there is a lot of homeless, they said, but, um, but just from the TripAdvisor reviews, I mean, and I just brushed the surface, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of like, how dare you with the yogurt from last week. Yeah. It reminds me of like Calabasas and Montecito, you know, like, um, where they just don't know what to do if somebody tries to serve them um, real beef. They're like, no, 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 wait a minute, Boca Burger. But they all have like a really big cocaine habit. Anyway, uh, maybe, that's, maybe that's judgmental. But. Hey, congratulations on them for being rich. If you're going to Monterey, you rich. You rich, unless you're going to one of the hotels that I found. But oh, I don't. What'd you find? Well, the first one I found, like, so here's the thing. I'm, I've become more and more fascinated with hotels that have been open for a significant amount of time and they are the number one hotel in their market and they have like over 6,000 reviews and they're like a 4.5 stars. Like that is, y'all are doing something right. And even Monterey is like a small town. It doesn't have 300 hotels. It has like 70. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, like if you extract out the you know the riffraff like the budget suites you know and you just go like boil it down to all the to the full service hotels like there aren't that many but these people like this monterey plaza hotel and spa like 4.5 with 6560 reviews that's crazy that's a that's a big hotel how many rooms is it I, i'm probably putting you on 200 i mean nothing there's really big yeah, that's amazing. But it's on the water. And so I looked at it. It's number one of 57 hotels in Monterey. And they have 5,012 excellent reviews, 1,008 very good, and 314 average. And then like under 200 poor and terrible, which like there's always going to be somebody who's like, you know, the Greek yogurt here was too much. I can't handle it. I mean, you know, there's this much. Yes, I'll never stay at any intercontinental anywhere in the world because I had some yogurt that I didn't like. Right, the yogurt people. But yeah. so I wanted to see like, 
I, I, I guess maybe I want to see like the very best and I also want to see the very worst. Like I'm interested in which travelers are so like living in another world that they have to rate this place terrible. All right, so, what do you find? Okay, so I have to say that the managing director and the GM and the, the vice president and like all these people that work at this hotel that responded did it in such a thoughtful, you know, professional, quickly responded to way that um, yeah, I was really impressed with them. So maybe that's that. Maybe it's a culture of, you know, accountability. But so this person has one review and it's person's name is Maps, M-A-P-S, paid for an expensive beachside hotel, but did not have view and room was actually across the street overlooking the street which was very loud all day and evening one morning construction right outside the room started at 8 30. the construction for the hotel and the team doing the work was loud had to go up and down different elevators to get to different parts of the hotel so i mean i picked that because we all like at any hotel i don't care where you work or what kind of hotel it is like there's always going to be construction and there's always going to be like I don't know, elevator noise or room service carts. And in this place, I guess maybe seagulls. I don't know. Yeah, there's and always I, something. Right. Like he gave it a one star. It said expensive hotel without real value. Like that's so, that's a big statement. Expensive hotel without real value. And so I think that he's pissed that he had to use different elevators, which is, come on, guy, get a grip. Do you think people like adjust their expectations? Like when you're in New York versus like out in the country, you're like, I don't want to hear noise, but in New York, you're like, eh, it is part, part of what it is. I do. Well, yeah. I mean, like I would be a little bit perturbed if like I woke up here in Santa Fe at this Rosewood and heard like a trash compactor and a mariachi band at eight in the morning. Oh my but God. Can I tell you, I was, I was uh, pregnant. I had a one-year-old and I needed to sleep. And we went on a trip to California on the beach specifically to sleep. We were at the Del Coronado. And I know a lot of people love it. And yeah, like a mall. Maybe one day I will. But I'll tell you this. We had one of the like detached suites on the beach. It's like 6.30, o'clock in the morning. And I hear a man's voice with a bullhorn going <laughs> And I was like, is that, I knew the military was like really close by. And I was like, are they training or something like that? I go out on the balcony. It is the people who work at the hotel that are saying, don't check in, check out. And they have signs. They're, they're union workers that are complaining and they're standing outside their own hotel. It infuriated me. That's I funny. just, oh. We should do a whole show on, on union hotels versus non-union. Like, I remember when I worked for Kempton, um, Christine Lawson was like, oh, you haven't lived until you've seen a protest in San Francisco. And what did I do? I go check into the Sir Francis Drake and wake up with Bullhorn Guy in a wheelchair uh -uh. coming down, coming down uh, through Union Square with 100,000 people protesting for the local two union. Like, you uh -huh. You want to talk about some people watching, but there were some really pissed off guests. And like, there's nothing you can do. It's like, no. You know what? I did check out. I checked out of that hotel and went somewhere else. And I was like, I could not believe that 
you know, somebody worked hard to build this hotel and make, you know, provide these jobs. And thank God we live in America where we can go get another job and it is a free country, but I'm all for like unions when they start. I, I don't know. It, the whole thing was just like, I, I cannot believe this is happening right now. Like a hospitality professional, as a hospitality professional, it's in my blood. There's no way that you would get me to take a bullhorn and stand outside of my hotel and scream at the window. <laughs> For people to check out. I can't imagine. I can't and, and imagine. Like, what am I going to do like six months later when I'm, you know, not pissed at the union anymore and I'm like, you know, doing a site tour of the hotel and hear like construction. Am I going to get mad? I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I did a meeting one time at the um, Waldorf Astoria and they had plants in there that the, I don't know, the union had to get them out. And I said, you know, we, they're already set up in the room. We've got a meeting going on. We had like the CEO of Pepsi and all these important people were speaking. And on a break, all these union people ran in, took all the plants and ran out. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. It was nuts. But anyhow, we digress. Okay. So well, remind me to tell you about my New York story at the end of our show tonight, because I went to World Pride in New York and I stayed, wait for it, in Times Square. I'm surprised I'm still alive. But anyway. Oh my God, during Pride? Yeah, World Pride. And okay. it was, yeah. So what so happened? I just have to tell, I have just have to say this, like back to this Monterey, um, Monterey Plaza. So that, you know, that guy wrote expensive hotel without real value. Like, I mean, that's like saying your kids are, I don't know. You know it's just hurtful. You don't want to say that to a hotelier. And so the, the, the managing director, Chris Summers, writes back, thank you for your feedback regarding your recent stay. We are disappointed to learn that you were not pleased with your accommodations. Josh Chirinos, our director of rooms, will be reaching out to you to get more details regarding your experience. We hope to welcome you back in the future so we can restore your confidence in us. And like, I love that because he acknowledged it. He said, hey, you had some things happen. Basically, here's the name, the first and last name of the person and their title, and he's going to be reaching out to you. Like, how do you fight that? Like, that's real good follow-up. Yeah, that's the way to do it. It sounds like, I mean, like you said, they are four and a half stars, 6,500 reviews in a 200-room hotel. They're doing something right. Yeah, like, I want to be in the meeting where, like, he's really, like, He's like, here's what I want to say. I want to be like, bitch, please. No value. <laughs> Where the hell are you from? In your Monte Carlo full of cigarette butts. Coming up in my hotel. Acting like you're somebody. That's what he meant to say. But instead, he said something very nice. Okay, can I? I also um, looked at some reviews from that hotel. And um, this oh, is from, from Monterey Bay. From Monterey, yeah. From the Monterey Plaza Hotel. Um and this one caught my eye. It says, do not stay during Monterey Auto Week. Did you see this one? Yes. <laughs> it says, and first off, Monterey Auto Week is like the wall, see what the club type, uh, like auto party. It's like all the fancy cars. Yeah. Um, yeah it's like, this isn't like, Maybe you know, Pebble Beach. Yes, this, yes, exactly. It says, I've stayed at this property previously and it was fine fine. Monterey Auto Week was not. Their front desk and valet staff were simply not trained to handle the street and car traffic, like sleeping on a drag strip. 
and cars are gunning engines all night long, trying to outdo each other, right outside the hotel entrance. Staff totally oblivious. Police car was caught on fire. Third day, police placed at the end of the road to stop all antics. Ballets are the worst. Too busy watching action on the street. Cars log jam. Restaurant's a gym, though. <laughs> a, car, a police car caught on fire. I, mean, I would just say, let, let's just stop all reviews and just give us the details and the context of the police car catching on fire. Yeah, like, I mean, that just sort of got glazed over in that review. It's like, it's like no big deal. Like, baby was murdered, ice cream truck got turned over, clowns <laughs> came out, like, and you're just going to glaze over that? Baby murdered? Can we go you know on? I mean, like, they're, like, these people are like... <laughs> totally. They're like, police car caught on fire. Restaurant's a gem. Can I tell you that if a police car caught on fire in front of my hotel, I would be down there risking my life to live stream it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Interviewing everyone, the police officer, you're like in his face. You're like, hey, officer, officer. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, hey, I work for a hotel. It's cool. Like trying to like, trying to like get in on the back, the back scene. Like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to risk my life and go down there and see it. Like if there's a midget ice cream truck or a police car on fire or a parade or a I don't know, lesbians like on, on the scene reporter. You're like, hold this, hold my phone up. Okay, is this a good angle? You got the car in the background? Here I go. Hi, this is Sam Tucker. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, I want to see that. That's an amenity for me. <laughs> <It's an> amenity. <laughs> yeah, I love his whole review. And he's like, yeah. Just, Restaurant's a gem. You're I'm going to need you to really dive into that police car catching on fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you know, I mean, at least if you're out there listening and you're going to be a, re a reviewer, if something like that happens, go out there and give us the details on that. And like, I want to see the police car on fire. <laughs> so I found one from this same hotel. And it was interesting because everybody I found, this hotel, only um, the people that poorly reviewed it only had one review. So again, it goes back to that whole like, this person is like, well, I'm just going to show them. I'm going to get online and I'm going to create a TripAdvisor account and upload my picture of me and my, me and my kids at the Grand Tetons. And I'm going to show them by writing this review. Like, that's just such a, that's such vitriol and anger. Like, how about just tell them to take something off your bill? Yeah. So this one's called Miserable and Insulting. And this is from Journey 543. That's original. It says, see the people at this hotel work on commission and push for upgrades. Well, yeah, it's a money-making enterprise, ma'am. <laughs> it's, it's not a lending institution or a charity. Yeah, work <laughs> on commission and push for upgrades because they want their jobs. Anyway, I had a miserable experience with the people at the reception desk after a six-hour drive I was asked either to wait until 4 p.m. for my room to be ready, because that's check-in time, Karen, or <laughs> pay an additional $100 for another room that was ready. I spent two hours at the lobby watching the other guests arrive and immediately get their rooms while I was forced to have a torturous experience at the lobby. I'm never coming back again, never, in capital letters. First oh of all, you know what torture is? Torture is being waterboarded. Torture is living in Syria. Yeah. But sitting in the lobby of a five diamond hotel, torture? 
You want to know why they made you wait, Karen? Because you booked on booking.com. You didn't go direct. Oh, these people, like, uh, if I had two hours to sit and do nothing, it would be the most joyful experience of my life. I would have a million things that I could get done, especially with at a beautiful hotel in Monterey. But you can go watch that car burn, that cop car. She's sitting there in her capri pants with her toe tapping, her legs crossed, and her toe is just tap, 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 tap. She wants to see a manager. She wants to see a manager. She does. Yeah. So the manager, speaking of the, man the managing director's response, and I always love it when they say managing director. You know, like, like um, at Rosewood, they're always the managing director. It gives them a certain level of panache, right? Oh, absolutely. What was that title, the um, caseworker? Oh, yeah, caseworker. <laughs> Pam. <laughs> so thank you for your helpful feedback regarding your stay at the plaza. We offer our most sincere apologies for your wait at the front desk and assure you that it is always our goal to get all of our guests into their rooms as early as possible, though we cannot guarantee early check-in. There it is, Karen. Read the fine print. It's not so fine. The whole world has a check-in time. I would like to learn more and invite you to reach out to me, Chris Summers, at the MontereyPlazaHotel.com. You have additional feedback. Again, we offer our apologies and hope you'll return so that we have another chance to exceed your expectations. Like, this guy is my operational hero. Like, can we clone this guy, Chris Summers? And how easy would it have been for her just to call Chris Summers at the hotel and just be like, hey, can I speak to someone? Because I'm having a challenge here, blah, 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 blah. It all could have been wrapped up. Instead, she's like, uh-uh, I'm not going to say anything, and I'm going to wait, and I'm going to put it on TripAdvisor because I am yeah. conflict-averse. And she, and like, it takes a minute to log into Trip. I mean, you can't just get on and be like, Karen at Hotmail.com and, like, start firing off your hate mail. you got to, like, log in and build your profile and all that. This is her one and only review. Miserable and salting. <laughs> insulting. You know what's insulting? is getting spit at in New York City during, you know, I don't know. Did you get spit at? One of my friends did. <gasps> oh my God, what happened? It was just kind of, it was just kind of a random occurrence. We were walking through uh, a part of town called the West Village. You know it. Yeah. Uh, there were lots and lots of people down there and it was a homeless guy and they were lingering taking pictures and somebody thought that uh, the guy thought that we were trying to take pictures of him, and I don't know. It was just oh. it was weird. Oh, oh, that's mm, bad energy. Um, okay, so anyway, this. I love Chris Summers. This guy, come, come, please teach a class on etiquette. We found a lot of really good responses from hotels. Some not so great, but a lot of really good ones. Mm -hmm. So um, this reminded me of that show, Pretty Little Eyes, because or pretty, pretty. Little Big Liars, I forget, whatever the name of the show is, um, yeah. with the hoity-toity kids. It says the valet took, guess how much money from her kid's purse? How much money do you think was in her child's purse? Wait, 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 okay. Mm, $500. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Um, okay, $130, which blew my mind. She said the valet took $130 out of my car from my kid's purse. That's crazy. I wish I had $130 when I was a kid. I'd also like to know why you were dumb enough to leave your, your purse or your kid's purse in the car. But whatever. Yeah, kids are dumb. Um, 
Well, and then she said, it wasn't a kid though who blew the money and blamed it on the ballet. Let's be clear. That could never. Let's be clear. That kid did not earn $130. I don't know what, what that kid does for a living. Maybe it's a male model or like a little baby model. Yeah, I think your kid's slinging dope, but whatever. <laughs> oh. And what did they and what did they say? Uh he didn't they didn't respond. I think they were like later. You want to hear this one since it was about cash? Yeah. So this one's called Overcharged. And what I love about this one is that the, the title of the profile is called Go Places. But she only has one review. So you're not really going places, are you? <laughs> go place. Go places. <laughs> just and, no S. It's just go place. Well, yeah, it's go places 07840560560 with one review. Okay. And I just want to like, I don't know, I, I probably shouldn't do this, but like, I want to use like a different voice to read this. <laughs> Some of these, I, was, I felt like that. They're so hoity-toity. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so she's, she says, I paid cash for this room and they still charge me for the room. When I brought this up to the front desk lady, they said they would credit back that money to my card. I have yet to see it done. I called twice and was told they would do it. Nothing, nothing. So sad. This place was nice, but I will not be returning, nor will I recommend this place overcharging me and basically refusing to give me my money back from their mistake. And that's it. And I, I mean, there's so many spelling errors. So let's break that down. That person had a hold on their credit card as every hotel does. Well, she said and, she paid cash for it. Yeah, she paid cash, but then they put a hold on there for incidentals, right? Well, they, yeah, they, they probably were like, wait a minute, let me just count all these ones out that you just pulled out of your bra, <laughs> go places. And let me just get right back with you. <laughs> and P.S., since we're always open and our employees' security is of the highest um, urgency as our guests, sometimes you are getting profiled at the desk when you walk in with a bunch of hood rats or people that look like they're dangerous. I guarantee you you're being watched on camera. Uh-huh. At any nice place. Certainly here. Uh-huh. So go places. I mean, you must not go many places if you don't ever pull that credit card out. <laughs> Bust out that green dot Visa card and get charged. So this is what I love. So the vice president of this hotel, John Narigi, responded. Dear Go Places, thank you for your review of our hotel. We offer our apologies for experience with billing and assure you that we will resolve the discrepancy. I've personally spoken to our accounting department about the matter and can assure you the credit has been issued to your account according to our records. This process can take several days and we understand why this can cause concern. If you do not receive the credit, within the next few days as promised, contract, contact our controller, Andrea. She will be happy to discuss any questions that you have and find a solution. Sincerely, John Narigi. Like that is so classy. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that she read that. Like, go places. Was, was like, read this and tell me what this means. <laughs> Some damn dude named John Jamriji trying to be bougie with me. I need my monies. <laughs> 
anyway. She's like, I can't go no places. Yeah. Once again, classy, classy people at the Monterey Hotel. You know, and uh, you can tell that they handle a lot of stuff on property, which is why they have four and a half stars, because a lot of this doesn't get to TripAdvisor. But the people I bet that, are, like I said, are risk averse and don't, are conflict averse and don't want to have a conversation with a human and resolve it at the hotel will just get on TripAdvisor and blast them. Yeah. I mean, as a TripAdvisor user and somebody who travels a lot in a hotelier, I'm always going to like look at those reviews and just discount them. Like, I'm surprised they even responded to it. So the fact that they responded to it is indicative of their intent to remain number one because it does play a part in, you know, response time and responding to all reviews. It all plays a part in your ranking. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this guy, his name is Greg. G-J-W. He has four reviews. Um, He is quite a writer. He fancies himself a writer because it was like eight pages long. Um, Yeah. And he's, I love how he like is condescending to me right from the get. He says, "Uh, most of you will be interested in the first couple of paragraphs. So I'll get my general opinion out of the way and you can move on. Oh God. Greg, dear mother must have left you alone a lot. (laughs) <laughs> the rest of you can read my pedantic, pedantic complaints further down. Okay, so he goes on and on and on. Okay, but let me tell you what he's going on and on about. Okay, when I checked in on the 10th of April, I, there's not one misspelled word in here, just so you know. I dropped my car at the valet, had a bellman collect my bags, I checked in at the front desk and started to walk to the elevator. I noticed my car was still in the driveway and that the lights were on. What, like, do you have eyes in the back of your head, Greg? Or did you just, like, do a dramatic turnaround every 10 steps? Everything about this guy seems very dramatic. I love it. I feel like he has a cape on, and I love that you're using a different voice. Yes, he, I I mean, I think his profile picture has, like, a beret and a cape. Yes. Clearly, I had forgotten to turn them off. It disturbed me that the valet had not demonstrated the attention to detail. To catch that and turn the lights off, but such things happen, and I didn't consider it further at the time. Mm. Uh Uh-huh, here it goes. I went to my room and waited for 10 or 15 minutes for my bags to be delivered. When they were not, I went back to the lobby, found my bag still at the bell desk, and pulled a jacket out of my bag. A bellman asked me if I wanted help with my bags. I replied that this was the reason my bags were waiting at the bell desk in the first place. I then went to the lobby bar to have a drink. What do you, he had a scotch, I'm sure, right? Oh, he probably ordered something complicated like a vegan rusty nail. <laughs> okay. When I returned to my room about 10.30 p.m., I found my bags delivered. Here's where it goes sideways. One of the bags was leaning against the wall in such a way as to suggest that it had been tossed there. And the momentum of its placement had caused it to fall over and lean against the wall. The bellman had not bothered to take the luggage rack out of the closet and place my bag upon it for my convenience. Upon it. Place <laughs> my bag upon it. <laughs> I learned later from the front office manager, Sarah Jones, that it was hotel policy to lean tall, skinny luggage like golf bags against the wall to keep them from falling over. I lo- he's like an investigator. My suitcase, though long and skinny, clearly wasn't a golf bag, and the bellman should have used critical thinking. 
Critical thinking. <laughs> you know who uses critical thinking? NASA, Greg. NASA. <laughs> That's it. The guy put the luggage down. Let me guess, you didn't tip him. So, of course, he leaned your slender bag against the wall upon which <laughs> the hotel was held up. It says, at the time of the incident. Now, do you think we're talking about a murder? Incident. Or... You know what an incident is? A cop car on fire in front of your hotel. This is not an incident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. At the time of the incident, though, I spoke on the phone with the manager, Hillary, about the situation with the situation with my bags. This is all incident, about... Situation. God bless you, Hillary. Get yourself a drink. Mix yourself a strong one. <laughs> She apologized and told me that she would investigate. She told me that no one had documented who had delivered the bags to my room. <laughs> I presume this is a hotel policy that was not followed. Hillary suggested that further follow-up be conducted in the morning with manager Jeff, and I agreed. I mean, now he's spoken to how many managers about the bag leaning against the wall. Yeah, you know who this guy is? This is that one guy at the car wash who always like rips the rag out of the people's hands and says, I'll do it myself. <laughs> you know, and like goes and polishes the bumper and refuses to tip. That's oh that. my God, that's so funny. Uh, in the morning I spoke with Jeff. He too apologized for my experience. Yeah, the third person to apologize and offered to pay for my breakfast. What? Frankly, and, and listen, how would you take it? Frankly, I was insulted by this offer. I told manager Jeff that I was not looking for free stuff, but rather wanted an explanation for my, why my bags had been treated as they had. <laughs> what a condescending jerk. Oh, it gets better. I told him that I was not interested in his apology since it requires so little energy and effort to make an apology. Such a thing coming from a manager is essentially, essentially meaningless. I told manager Jeff, that I wanted an explanation and an apology from the bellman who had mistreated my bags. Jeff told me that this was not something that was usually done in the hotel, but he could see if it could be done. Later on that day, I got a voicemail from someone named Carter. <laughs> oh, Carter's not playing. I feel like Carter's where it ends. Mm -hmm. Carter said um, he was the bellman who delivered my bags. He stated that he had been in a rush. He'd not treated my bags properly. He apologized. What did he like sit them on, the, like lean it up against the wall and go, look at you, you dirty bag. Like, <laughs> I mean, my God. Like, he had not treated it. Like, what are you supposed to do? Leave it a chocolate mint and pet it? Fuck it's this a guy. Greg, it's a suitcase. Oh, God. I've worked with these people before and you're just like, oh my God, I can't. I'm on the Greg, phone. And like you're on the phone. Here comes Greg. Yeah, Greg. Greg should be like the new name for like every guest that's a problem. Oh, I Greg noticed. Aaron. And then he, he's upset because Jeff didn't call back to make sure everything was resolved. Okay, it gets better. The evening of April 11th, I called down to the valet to have my car brought around, knowing that they would need 10 to 15 minutes. I continued dressing and went down to the lobby. I did not see my car. So I waited in the lobby for a few more minutes. When my car still did not appear, I went to the valet desk and asked after it. The valet produced my keys and pointed to my car, parked in a three-minute loading zone, not visible from the lobby. I asked the valet. Anyhow, he's pissed at valet because he didn't come down in time, and valet had to park his car somewhere so they could get other cars going. And he was pissed about that. So um, Because he was busy dressing and putting on his press-on nails, mm -hmm. fluffing up what's left of his hair, and spraying yeah. on like really bad Aramis cologne. Greg, stop it. 
He said he left me vulnerable to citation by police. <laughs> you need a citation, but it's for not from the police. From the he asshole said, police. So then that valet apologized. He said, this manager told me that there are 30 managers on staff. It says, again, I later learned from the front office manager that the hotel contracts out their valet services. She stated that if they bring the car around, blah, blah, blah. Of course, you know, that they park it. Says, I'm not, oh, here he goes. I'm going to offer some theories on why the staff failed this weekend. So you want to hear his pontificate? Oh, yes, please. The Dr. Oz of hospitality. <laughs> First, I want to point out that I've been living and working in the Middle East the past year and a half and traveling in Europe. I've observed that people working in service jobs overseas at better hotels like Valet or Bellman are generally well-trained and skilled. You know why? Because they're scared for their life, Greg. Hello, human <laughs> rights much? <laughs> they seem to comprehend that their job has value and that they are often the first face a guest sees at a hotel and that this experience can set the tone for the entire hotel. Okay, you ready for him to get on, Carter? In yeah. the U.S., on the other hand, people working as bellmen and valets seem to think that service jobs of this nature are degrading and humiliating. Wow, that's the most condescending thing ever. Ever, ever. ever. To be a bellman or a valet is an insult to them, and that attitude is often reflected in their work. Wow. So that's my first theory on this weekend's failure, bad training and bad attitude. Uh, wow. You know what you should have done, Greg? You should have gotten yourself a burqa and stayed in Dubai. Because, oh, I mean... Wow. Wow. What an unhappy person. Like, think of the time this person took out of their life to write this novel about the misery that they lived for, like, however many days. I mean, can, I, can we start from the beginning? This is all about a bag that was put in his room that fell against the wall. Tracy, it was mistreated. Let's call it what it is. Mistreated. <laughs> I think that, that bag got raped. I think that bag was beat and laid in the corner yeah. after it was raped. Say it, Hillary. Say my bag was raped. <laughs> Say it. Say it, Hillary. Oh, like, my God. He got three apologies plus free breakfast. That was an insult. I mean, this, I cannot believe this person. This I guarantee you he ate that insulting free omelet, too, because we all oh. know that person. It's like, oh. well, of course, I, if you must, I, I will have the French toast and the pecan praline waffle and a free tata open face with Mexican mushrooms. It's like, well, okay, that was a little more than a continental breakfast, but go ahead, buddy. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I think I'm gonna have a heart attack. I'm laughing so hard. Well, I think that Greg is just one of the, it's just another like, there's Greg's in every city, there's Greg's in every hotels, and they're never going to be happy. So all you can do is just hope they never come back. Mm, there's a Greg in every accounting department. Right, right. Oh, speaking of accounting departments, remember Leah Bird, how fun she was? Oh, I love Leah. I always loved it when John Gibson would like, would like uh, make Facebook posts like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stab myself in the throat later if they don't stop. And we'd be like, John, they're right next door and they're also on Facebook. <laughs> they know what you're talking about. Them. They did. And he'd be like, oh, well, I just needed to get it out. Like, okay, John. <laughs> it was so funny so I looked at this other hotel which was I wanted to see 
you know, sort of like down the down the ladder of hotels in Monterey, um, which their their pictures actually looks nice still. I mean, I know that pictures don't really say the whole story, but this one this one's called the Monterey Hotel. They only have 963 reviews, but they have four stars. So they're still doing a lot right. But I just loved some of these some of these reviews. So this one is from once again one person who has one review and her name is Holiday310. Holiday. Right. She says, I had a severe allergic reaction to how dusty my room was. I almost had to go to the emergency room. I have called and left so many messages for the managers, not a single person has called me back. At checkout, when the girl saw my swollen face, she offered me $50 off my night. She only took $50 off my whole stay for my puffy face, which really does not rectify the situation. My allergic reaction took several days to get better after I left. I am furious, I am unhappy, and I am so upset with this experience. I have stayed at many hotels and travel a lot. You have one review. <laughs> and have never had such reactions to uncleanliness. I have stayed at other hotels and never had such an experience and lack of help. I am furious. This is from Dust? Yeah, allegedly. First of all, you live in Los Angeles. You breathe in garbage every day. She lives in LA and she's complaining about dust? Yeah, yeah. And then I love it that like, um, that she stayed. Like once again, this person's like, ah, oh, it is so dusty and I'm having an allergic reaction and I might have to go to the emergency room, but just after I get this night of sleep here. She Ugh. stayed for several days. Look, you're better <laughs> off in Monterey, lady. I do love that the front desk girl was like, the front desk girl was like, damn girl, you swollen. I'm going to give you $50 off. <laughs> You're swollen. I mean, she's like, she said the front desk girl saw me and offered me $50 off for my night. Please. Uh, she like, didn't get breakfast. She's like, oh no, she's not going to be able to eat with that face. Let me just give her a, let like me just take some. rolled up like, I need to check out. And she's like, whoa, look at that face. Yeah, like she comes no. to drop her keys off and the desk clerk looks up and goes, whoa, $50. <laughs> We got a swollen face policy. Damn, Holiday. Let me get you $50. I never want to spend any holiday with her. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> this, this, this guy writes, same hotel, wishful thinking. From Kelly T. from San Francisco. One review. Booking experience was amazing. Everything else was horrible. And I mean everything. Check-in service to requesting an ice bucket was awful. I waited an hour for it. Also, the walls are paper thin, and I heard a lot of things from people I did not want to hear. Tell me more. That's it. Oh. One, one star. Like, I mean, that's it? Mm -mm. You can write the hotel and tell them that you don't, I mean, an hour for an ice bucket and people were doing business and I don't know. Look, hotels are community, it's community living and there is no such thing. I mean, maybe there's soundproof rooms in some hotels, but that's just not reality. Maybe a mama tried. <laughs> mama loves you. Mama loves you, that's right. Oh, so, the, the, okay, this is the last one on this one that I'm gonna stop for, for this hotel. This says, this is from Miss Nisha and she also has one review and she's from Sunnyvale, California. And she says, Please don't stay here. Every step of any human or even a child 
Okay, Nisha, they're a human. A baby is a, is a human. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Every step of any human or even a child can be heard through these walls. You cannot sleep here with loudest noise I've ever heard in any hotels, and I am a world traveler. This place is shady, noisy, super old, disgusting, and the damn staff don't care about the terrible noise. It's the owner whom I request my money back to if he or she ever reads, reads this review. My trip was messed up because my fiance and I could not sleep all night with terrible noise. Okay, so two things. Babies are also humans. <laughs> Nisha. And um, your fiance is a bad guy. That's all I'm going to say. He took you here. <clears throat> you know, again, four and a half stars, 6,500 reviews. And all she has to say is, I want my money back. This place is awful. But no, there's no, nothing because she heard someone walking. Well, this is from this is from the not to be confused with the Monterey Spa and the, this is the Monterey Hotel, different hotel. Oh, different hotel. Okay, yeah, but still, like, it has four stars, a thousand reviews, and it's just it's just funny. Like, your your fiance is the problem, Nisha. I mean, I'm no therapist, but I'm just telling you. Yeah, and she's traveled the world, and she has what one review? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe talk about some of those other places you've traveled to. <clears throat> um, okay, so I I'm changing hotels. I decided I wanted to see what the number one hotel, like price point wise, mm -hmm. what the fanciest hotel was, <clears throat> and it's this old Monterey Inn, which is like this gorgeous, you know, one of a kind experience. Um, and uh, it's, it's, I don't know how many rooms, it's a small hotel, but um, beautiful. So um, the, this person, Pamela, she has one review and um, it said, ruined our anniversary, worst experience ever. <clears throat> oh, and um, these people have no life experience. Worst experience ever? Yeah. God. The, the old Monterey Inn has five stars. They have 636 reviews and they have five stars. So this is one of the only ones that gave it a negative review. It says, my husband and I reserved the Brightstone room for our anniversary. Upon arrival, the grounds were beautiful and we were greeted by a very friendly woman who assisted us with getting checked in and settled into our room. <clears throat> the first night was very impressive. Although the bed was very comfortable, we had difficulty working the tub controls and were very abruptly woken up to the sound of construction. Followed by a failed attempt at breakfast, which left us grumpy and hungry. I don't know what that means, a failed attempt at breakfast. Well, maybe they didn't know how to use a fork since they also don't know how to operate a tub. <laughs> exactly. We stepped out to grab a bite to eat and upon returning, I entered the restroom to finish getting dressed for our anniversary celebration and was greeted by the largest cockroach, spelled cock, separate word, roach, <laughs> oh. I have ever seen in my life. We immediately called the innkeepers, asking them to please come to our room. The owner proceeds to place it in a jar and ask, is that all? Uh, no, sir, that is not all. I have a very serious phobia of these nasty creatures and will be expecting a refund for tonight, she says. <clears throat> um, I am saying here, but I need a refund. Yes, I am shaking. She says, sweating, 
mm-hmm. sweating, sweating and shaking. And gathering my belongings frantically for fear that some uh, have possibly taken shelter in our luggage. I proceed to my vehicle, leaving my husband behind to take care of the refund arrangements. A short time later, he sends me a text stating they have not only refused to return our money, but are threatening us with felony charges for defrauding an innkeeper. I couldn't get back in that place fast enough. Then this man and his wife have the nerve to accuse us of planting it to avoid staying another night simply because we decided not to go to the aquarium and return their tickets. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but apparently there was some big beef before about these. There's all kinds of stuff that happened before this. That's mm-hmm. the back, what about this backstory with the shady aquarium deal, ma'am? <laughs> Stating that he watched me return to my vehicle where I had a Tupperware container full of them. Are you insane? Where does anyone purchase a box of roaches? I was unaware that pet stores sold them. Or did I play a flute and serenade them into a box that does not exist? No, no, no. Are you serious? <laughs> I've not, I mean, this is, let's just take a moment. Let's step back for a minute. And someone has written about a flute serenade to cockroaches in Tupperware. <laughs> in just, let's just lather that, lather that on really quick. Okay. <laughs> I called the police, followed by my bank. I've never in my life been treated so poorly, accused of something so juvenile. People who are poverty stricken do not pay roughly 900 for two nights in a bed and breakfast. I'm still very shaken and upset with zero desire to eat anything on my anniversary. We were forced to find another room short notice and accrue additional charges. My husband keeps hugging me and apologizing for the day's events as though it is his fault. Very sad day. And thanks to two very disturbed people, an anniversary that will, I will never forget for all the wrong reasons. Okay, wow. you want to hear the hotel's response? Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the one-two punch. At the Old Monterey Inn, we take all guest experiences to heart. These guests threatened to post negative reviews unless we refunded their money. Interestingly, they said we refunded their money. They felt no need to mention anything to anyone. We immediately commenced an investigation and learned the following. The pest control expert assured us the insect presented by the guest was not to be found on the hotel property and Mm -hmm. is of a type that does not exist in the Monterey Peninsula. Additional pest experts we consulted confirmed that they have never seen this species in the area. Despite any evidence of any infestation in the past 25 years at the Old Monterey Inn, we have implemented additional preventative measures as a precaution. We conclude that this insect was brought onto the property and was an isolated aberrant incident. Damn. That. You bought a cockroach and tried to scan the innkeeper. Good for y'all. Good for y'all, Monterey. I mean, I know that when she read this and she realized she could not respond back, that she was so furious. Oh, I know. I bet she was like, I mean, I didn't look. I wonder if she wrote another review, like, to their response. Yeah, she was pissed. And I mean, the hotel, good for them. It's a reputation. They work hard. I love that they consulted like um, National Geographic and were like, can you please identify this species and tell us it is not located on this peninsula? Peninsula. Yeah. Peninsula. Wow. So. Like, damn. 
that bitch brought a roach. She brought a roach. So mm -hmm. you know what? I, I feel sorry for in all of this. I feel sorry for the husband. Did you know what he was just like? Oh my God. I this she she brought a roach. It didn't work. We got <laughs> we're trying to scan. Now we're we're over here at the Marriott, like it's supposed to be our anniversary. Like I hate her. We brought, she was probably wanting a free dinner. She probably wanted a free room and a free dinner. Yeah. So I have a really, I have a really good one about it. Cause remember when we used to have to charge people, remember when we had to charge Luke Skywalker for smoking weed? Yeah. It was like, he had like a, that ring that got lost in the sink. Like all those, all those celebrities that don't ever want to pay full price. And they have always had this, you know, huge parties. And then, um, smoke in the room and then always try to get people to waive the fee. Yeah. Or use something I never even heard of finger condoms. We had a, a celebrity that had finger condoms all over the room and poop all over the walls. It was great. Yeah. I wish I could go back to see the security video of um, uh, what's his name? Gucci Mane breaking a desk in the hallway of the hotel because he locked himself out. <laughs> so this one is called, and this is from Ryan with one review. And this is about the Monterey hotel. He says, attention asthma patients. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, did you have a mesh, whatever put in? Yeah. Did you have a transvaginal mesh put in? <laughs> call, call Brown and Barlow because they can help. Do you have mesothelioma? <laughs> oh yeah, this guy definitely is like on, he's like, oh, I think I have mesothelioma for my hotel room. <laughs> Attention asthma patients. Attention asthma patients. They charge me a $50 smoke fee for using my nebulizer for my asthma in the hotel room. My nebulizer is odorless and quiet and vaporizes water and essential oils without combustion. So there's no reason for me to receive this charge and to be for using a prescribed machine. I get horrible asthma attacks when I do not use my nebulizer. It can have to go to the emergency room for suffocation due to constrictions. The Monterey Hotel never informed me I could not use my nebulizer until I checked out and I found an extra $50 fee from them. Not to mention the walls are so thin you can hear a penny drop. I could hear the people around me moving in their beds and coughing and it kept me up all night. Hotel was built in 1904 and little has been done to modernize. Regarding the extra charge, I had to go through my bank to remove it because the hotel would not do so. Maureen is the person who put the charge on my account and will not remove it. Tina is the person who I asked to speak with to someone above her and she hangs up on me instead of transferring me to the corporate office. Tina has hung up on me multiple times now. See my attached photos of what they charged me in my account and why I actually signed on the receipt. So I, I, lo I love this. I love this response. This is from the general manager named Maureen. Dear attention asthma patients. <laughs> first, first and foremost, our apologies for anything that was less than satisfactory with your room during your stay. With regard to the smoking fee, we were unable to sell the room after you checked out due to the medical grade marijuana that you utilized in your nebulizer. Although it is not smoke and it is vapor, 
it did leave a pungent smell of pot both during and after your stay. We received complaints from all of our other guests about your nebulizer. Again, although it is not smoke, <laughs> although it is not smoke, the strong odor of marijuana filled the hotel affecting others during their visit. Perhaps this is why you heard them coughing. <laughs> it, it, it appeared as if we were allowing someone to smoke in the hotel and they would have not known it was a nebulizer producing the smell. I am very sympathetic to anyone with asthma as I have myself have COPD and asthma and use a rescue inhaler as well as a nebulizer. Our smoking policy and our smoking penalty is 150, but you were only charged a cleaning fee of 50. We hope this is satisfactory. Thank you, Maureen. Like Maureen just schooled the shit out of that guy. Like oh he my had, God. He had to go take a puff off that nebulizer as soon as he read this. <laughs> and like Maureen, Maureen's like, I'm just going to write this review and fire this back off to him. Then I'm going to go have a cigarette in the employee break room. <laughs> she's, COP she's like, I have COPD and asthma. Yeah. I like how she put asthma in quotes, like, because <laughs> he doesn't have asthma. Like allegedly, I bet everyone around him had a contact high. I bet all the rooms were like, wow. Yeah. I like how she basically was like, all the other rooms were restless because of your pot smelled nebulizer. She's probably, he's like, I heard a bunch of people munching down on crunchy chips and right. giggling. It's like, yeah, because yeah, you got them all high. Maureen is not having it, though. Anyone named Maureen is serious business. They've been around. And Tina. Tina is not having it. Maureen and Tina. I love that Tina just hung up on him. She's like, you know what? Click. T uh -uh. I don't have time for you. Click. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. P.S. There's no corporate office. Maureen is it. <laughs> Maureen is like Miss Pam. Once you get to Miss Pam or Maureen, that's it. Yeah. And she's not taking your shit. She knows what you're up to. No, she smokes like cool, cool deluxe ultralight menthol 120s <laughs> with the windows up <laughs> and um, wears like really loose fitting double knit coordinates and some uh, low slung flats and still gets her hair frosted. She's not putting up with anything. From Maureen anything. is not taking your shit. Uh, congratulations, Maureen. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> Uh, oh, this has been a good, do you have any more? No, I just, you know, I'm, I feel like um, Monterey, I mean, like, just like every city, every city has its, its Greg's and its Miss Pam's and its Maureen's and its Karen's, like, doesn't matter where you are or what kind of hotel you run, because we're always open, there's always somebody coming through there that's like, either going to love you or hate you. I mean, it runs the gamut, but people are crazy everywhere. I love, I love hearing people's TripAdvisor reviews. I love hearing what they actually put in writing. I do too. Can I say one thing really quickly? I have to say that where I am at this, in Santa Fe, at the Rosewood Inn of the Anasazi, like they get, I mean, I travel a lot and this is not in my chain, but they get everything right. They just do. I had this little test that I do because I like sleeping in like a pillow nest with like 11 pillows and it's kind of weird. But this is the first hotel in six different trips that has actually put the pillows in my room as soon as I check in. Wow. Like I asked because there's, there's six pillows on the bed anyway. And so I asked for five more 
And the lady didn't say any. She goes, okay, certainly, sir, foam or feather. And by the time I got to my room, there were already pillows in my room. So impressed. I know that's a little thing, but like when I was in New York last week, I asked for four extra pillows. And so the guy brought like an hour later, he brought two of them up. And I go, well, I, I, I told the front desk I'd like four pillows. And he goes, four pillows. <laughs> and he goes, okay, I'll be back. And like, he came back like another hour later with two more pillows. Four pillows. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. And then one hotel, like when in New York tried to charge me like $20 a pillow. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? You can gig me for the M&Ms. Like I'll pay $11 for some peanut M&Ms but I'm not paying for pillows. <laughs> okay, so what's your New York story? Oh, okay, so, you know, I stayed at a hotel in Times Square and um, it was just really interesting to be in Times Square watching like all of the families from like the Ukraine and Romania, not necessarily gay friendly, you know, countries, um, try to figure out what all the rainbow stuff was and all the, people in um, tank tops going, yes, all the way through Times Square. <laughs> and so I told my friends, I was like, I think the, the most fun we're gonna have is people watching with people from Russia, like figuring out that they had booked their one trip for the entire year for the whole family during the largest pride event on the planet. <laughs> and so- I'm trying to explain. Yeah, it was crazy. And I took the train out because um, I, I, I went to go see Margaret Cho um, at, um, uh, I took the train out to, uh, this place called the Unisphere, which was built for the World's Fair. And I saw Margaret Cho and, um, she, um, she's really funny. She's like, uh, she, you know, she grew up in San Francisco. She's like, you know, what's really funny about New York right now? Like everywhere you turn, you just hear all these people going, girl, 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 girl. It's like, <laughs> they're like gay cicadas. It's like your, your, your call, like girl, girl. <laughs> And so, like, we get on the train to go uh, somewhere, and uh, a bunch of people started going, girl, girl, and the whole train started doing it, and there's, like, four people from <laughs> Czechoslovakia, like, utterly paralyzed, sitting against the wall of the train. <laughs> it's just really funny. Nobody does, I, I mean, nowhere I've ever been does giant events better than New York City. I feel safe. I felt welcomed, and um, it was really... You know, New York City is the capital of the world, no matter, you know, what anyone says. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Police, fire. Yeah, I marched in the parade and we marched next to the FBI field office of New York and they were passing out stickers that said FBI.gov and rainbow. It's kind of funny. Wow. That's, yeah. yeah, that's fascinating. Um, who, who'd you march with? I marched with a bunch of sober people. And that was kind of funny because we're all like, well, yeah, they put us next to the FBI. <laughs> well played, well played. But the crazy thing is we waited on Park Avenue for three hours. They had us standing there for three hours and the parade went from 12 noon until 11.38 p.m. It was that long. Oh, wait, say that again. So we were, 12 the, noon. The, the parade went from 12 noon and it started at 25th and 5th Avenue over by um, the Flatiron. But they had us start like uh, at 31st and Park, and they fold in all the streets all the way down from Fort to 14th. So like both sides of Park Avenue fold in. So like you had to stop and let like another thousand people get in front of you, and then you'd start again, and then you 
at that intersection. And uh, they kept like making the parade longer and longer. And then they had a 5 p.m. start time for like another 200,000 people. And so the last people came through the parade at 11.38 p.m. It was crazy because we were, we were done by dark. And there was like a, a cruise on the river, but people were still marching at 11. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's exciting, though. People watching in New York is the best. It just mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're scared Russians on a train full of gay people. That was, that was brilliant. Yeah, oh. I like that people are working out their mental issues, like, on the street. And you're like, you get to witness all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you, it is... It is a lot. Like, I mean, imagine the stories. Like, I'm pretty sure they're not going to go back to Moscow and be like, we saw a very, very big gay man painted silver in high heels dressed as unicorn. (laughs) It's just not going to be like a family discussion. They're going to be like, what you see here, it stays here. (laughs) And the one little kid's like, I love New York. (laughs) New York is full of unicorns and happiness. The men are spray painted silver and say, girl. <laughs> Rainbow and glitter. Yeah, it's interesting. So if you haven't been to New York during a giant event like that, don't be scared. Just do it. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, uh, we were there for uh, St. Patty's Day. Oh, and- yeah. Th- this year? No, it was a couple years ago, but it was, oh, it was so fun. And it- I was so- there this year for that. It was crazy. Yeah, it was great. You know what St. Patrick's Day means? Um, The general definition in New York means that you can um, drink all day in the streets and um, basically end up wandering down Fifth Avenue drunk with like some really bad party hat on and still not get arrested. (laughs) It's the the biggest excuse for redheaded Catholic people in New York to act ridiculous. Live, Live their best life. Yeah. So anyway. Okay, so where should we go next? You you pick. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Um oh, we've had some good ones. Um you know what I was thinking though? Like there's some there's some really wacky stuff um in Houston. And I was thinking I was talking to somebody about Houston the other day and they were like, Why does anyone live in Houston? And I'm like, have you ever been there? It's a really international dynamic city i mean it's the fourth largest city in the nation yeah it's fascinating okay yeah that i like that let's do that because there's a there's a gajillion hotels and there's some real weirdo places there too and some good ones i when i was uh opening the zaza there they had five five star hotels i don't know if they still do but it was it was fantastic they have a lot of really beautiful luxury hotels there have you seen have you seen that new one that's like the, the, the one that's supposed to like blow everything else around it away called the Post Doak Hotel. They, they serve me ads on Facebook and Instagram. I don't know how much they're spending, but they're spending a fortune. Oh, I got to check it out. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the deal. They like immediately got into FH&R and Forbes and it's like the creme de la creme. Um, okay, I want to check that out. And um, also, a uh, big um, <laughs> announcement to anyone who's emailed us at um, Hotel Stories Podcast. I did not realize that the emails were going to a separate email account. So I fixed that and we have a bunch of emails. So I'm going to share those um, on our next podcast. 
but we've got some really great stories from people and um, some uh, different um, feedback. So I'll share those uh, next week and, um, and we'll go to Houston. I'm excited. I'm going to get off here, here and go down and tell the concierge that I'm upset that my luggage has been mistreated. <laughs> As you can see, my luggage is propped against the wall. Can you imagine? Rosewood, Rosewood would send like, um, like a letter up that's handwritten apologizing in three different languages with like a chocolate. <laughs> and a crier with like a, a horn. Right. <laughs> and it would just drop down from the horn like the apology letter. <laughs> right, right. Anything else, sir? <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another episode of uh, Hotel Stories Podcast, Tales from TripAdvisor. And Sam Tucker and Tracy Amen, we're so excited you guys have joined us. Um, and we're up to like, wow, we've had an amazing response um, to listeners. So uh, I want to say thank you to everyone that's listening. And uh, if you have any cities you want us to go to or any feedback go to hotelstoriespodcast.com and email us because i now can get the emails and it's fixed so thank you everyone yeah. for listening have a great week bye